Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Text on the FanDuel text line. We also have a guest courtesy of FanDuel. Coach Matt Doherty, longtime Tar Heel, former head coach, national champ as a player. He's with us uh, in studio each and every week, and we appreciate him hanging out. With the FanDuel text line popping, and somebody said, hey, none of the dads that are, are at Tigers level, and y'all are just naming sons who are better than their dads, which is actually a fair point, Coach. We did. We were talking about Tiger Woods, Charlie right. Woods turning 15, you know, starting to play professionally at some point. And, and it's, it's a near impossible task to ask the son of a – I mean, superstar feels inadequate when you yeah. talk about Tiger Woods, well, right? Well, you, you, you know, you think of it. I mean, they're a superstar. They're a unicorn. So you think that their son or daughter will be better? Uh, it, chances are no. Um, but, you know, are they in the same league? Let's put it that way. You know, uh, who who is a superstar player that had a son that um, outdid them? And we mentioned, someone mentioned Steph Curry. That obviously is the case. Uh, there's. But I don't even think Dell would call himself a superstar. I mean, Dell was, you know, one of the great six men in NBA yeah. history, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, did he make an all star team? Uh, but you mentioned Griffey, Ken Griffey. I remember watching his dad with the Yankees. So, yeah, it's, it's rare. It's rare. Well, what, first of all, it's rare to play in the NBA or Major League Baseball or Major League, you know, the NHL or. Uh, the NFL, it's just hard. And then to have a child that does it better than you is all really ridiculous. And I think Griffey Sr. might actually be the best example that I can think of. He was a three-time All-Star and two-time yep. World Series champion. I mean, Ken Griffey Sr. could play now. He, I mean, he could was, play, yeah. He was a really good baseball player. Yes, sir. So, And, and then you look at it, people are – TC said, Bronny, Bronny James just needs to give it up. I – I don't feel bad for him. He's got a charmed life in every sense of the the phrase, right? Yeah. Otherwise, but in terms of living in your pop shadow, I mean, you got the same name, you got the same profession. Good luck, kid. It, it is so tough, and I think my dad was a very good athlete. He minor league baseball player, and and I always wondered why he didn't name me Walter. And I think a, a couple things. One, I don't think he liked the name, but I don't think that you just want to put sometimes put that on your your son, and when you're that. You know, then when you go LeBron James, um, there's no way to hide if your name is LeBron James Jr. Jr. And and there is, I can't only imagine the pressure on that kid, you know, the expectations. And people build you up to tear you down. And and that's the ugly side of media and fan, fan bases. I like that. Peyton and Eli, I mean, Archie was good. It's a fun conversation, man. We could do this all day, but I, I don't want to waste too much time with this. Vlad Jr., I like where that's going for sure. That's not bad, man. Clay Thompson coming in. I, yeah. don't think, I don't think Pops qualifies necessarily, but. Whoa, Pops was good now. Pops was really Number good. Number one I, pick in the draft. I take that back. You're right. That That's pretty close. You're right. I mean, now. he had the puka beans around his neck. No, seriously. <laughs> he did. Look he did. back. He did. Look yeah. back. The dude could play. Michael Thompson, 
the dad was had the puka beans beads um, shells. That's what it was. Puka shells. Puka shells. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's from like Jamaica or the Bahamas or one of those islands. And then all those years later, a bunch of you know white boys with frosted tips like me were wearing them at Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Did you go frosted? <laughs> did you go frosted tips? Of course you did. No, I didn't as a no, teenager. No, I really oh, didn't. Oh, not as a teenager. No, I, I convinced my dad to let me do it when I was like 11 once, and he was like, "Son, that looks ridiculous." I never did yeah. it again. It's bad. I Love it. Chubby little kid with frosted tips. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good, man. Love it. Anyway. Well, let's talk sports. Well, let's. I think we have been. Um, yeah. But let's talk about Lefty Drizel for a second. Yeah, because, wow. Um, Lefty wow. Drizel passed away a couple of days yes. ago. And, I mean, so many basketball fans nationally know what he did at Maryland. Yeah. And, you know, basketball historians, if you know the game, you know what he did at Davidson. Yeah. But oh, if, you, if you're not from this region, you might not fully appreciate what Lefty did at Davidson. Well, Lefty at Davidson put them in the top ten. I mean, they were on Sports Illustrated. They were one of the best programs in the country and he had uh, Charlie Scott he recruited Charlie Scott had Charlie Scott committed and then Charlie uh, ended up committing to North Carolina and then I think it was the uh, Elite Eight game maybe to go to the Final Four in Cole Fieldhouse in Maryland ironically where Charlie Scott hit a game winner to beat Davidson I think to go to the Final Four I might have that off a game or two, but uh, then Lefty ended up going to Maryland, and it took forever for Davidson basketball to recover until Bob McKillop came in 1989 and got it back on track. But uh, Lefty, the left-hander man, um, I miss guys like Lefty Drizel and and Billy Tubbs, the personalities, and and one of my best stories of Lefty Drizel. We're playing. We're playing in Chapel Hill, 1982. We're probably up four or six points with, you know, a couple minutes to go, three or four minutes. I don't know. We're holding the ball. And they want to foul James Worthy, who is our worst foul shooter of the starters, but still a reasonable foul shooter, like high 60s. And so James is at, gets fouled, and he's at the foul line. And I go to the top of the key because Coach Smith always wants someone at the top of the key for tip-outs on missed foul shots. All of a sudden, I hear this voice. Hey, James. Hey, James. <laughs> and I look over, and Lefty is yelling at James Worthy, giving the choke sign. He's got two hands wrapped around his neck. And I look over, like, in disbelief at Lefty, like, what the heck? And he just shouldn't be doing that. And, and Lefty just looks at me and winks. Oh, that's so good. Just winks. Gamesmanship. James makes the foul shots, and we walk off the court. And I remember going back, and this was about four or five years ago. I was scouting for the Pacers, and I'm at a game at Maryland, and Lefty's on the, on the court side seats. And I went up to him, and, and we talked about that story and had a great laugh. That's amazing. He was such a great personality. That's the thing. Great coach, yes. Yeah. There have been several of those, but not many had the personality to go with it. No, no. He's, you know, and, and here's the deal. A lot of people said, oh, he's a dumb coach. And I used to laugh. He went to Duke. Like, he played at Duke. And so people say, oh, he's a he's, he's dumb coach. And I'm like, well, he went to Duke. So, like, you know. Couldn't uh, be that dumb. Right. And so, uh, it, you know, and then just, I mean, he had talent, man. You're talking about Albert King, Buck Williams, uh, you know, Adrian Branch. I played against those guys. They had a talented crew. And then there was the Maryland rule because they, they won the league, the ACC, with John Lucas, Tom McMillan, Len Elmore. And then they lost, I think, in like overtime or double overtime to NC State 
I think it was in 74 maybe. And so they didn't get to go to the NCAA tournament, and that's when the NCAA started to expand the tournament where you didn't have to just win the ACC tournament to go to the NCAA. Imagine the pressure in those games. Oh, yeah. Woo. That's a great point. Oh, that's a great point. Now, hey, I know you're on a tight schedule here before we let you go. Um, congratulations to your heels, uh, you know, for a program like that to go into a place like Blacksburg and win a basketball game. It's a big deal. All right. So you did that on Saturday. Well, I didn't even, I didn't even watch that game. <laughs> yeah, oh, come did on. Did they play? They played. Yeah, you beat us. All right. Um, then you get the whole week off after that. You, you got to love Carolina's ACC scheduling. Well, Wonder I'll who tell you what. That. No, no. Here's the deal. Like, that, that's not good. I don't like the week off. Coach Smith didn't like the week off because you lose your rhythm. Okay, you lose your rhythm. You probably give the guys two days off, and it's just sluggish. I, I don't like it at all. Matter of fact, when I was uh, uh, my first year, I think we had the the week off. We got to play Clemson at Clemson. We lost. We lost five out of the last ten games after going, winning 18 in a row. I don't like the week off. I really don't. It's concerning to me. I hope they find their rhythm. They have not played great, you know, since that – Duke game, they at one point I think won uh, only three of five um, or two of five and uh, with Miami and Duke and so they've got to play better but um, there's a there's a there's a mar- narrow margin of victory. Look at UConn, number one team in the country. Unanimous. They get announced unanimous number one like in a long time and they go into Creighton and Omaha and get smacked. It, it, it's just there's no Super great teams. There are some good teams. And I think UConn's a little bit better than the good teams. And then there's a lot of good teams. And it's all going to come down to staying healthy and playing well. Love it. Um, I, you know, I, I can take, you know what, honestly, Saturday hurt. I, I really hope my guys could get that win. They needed it. But to beat Virginia by 34 on Saturday, I forgot all about Carolina. It was okay. You yeah. see that? You saw that game? I did not. I did not see yeah. that game. I'm, you know, I was doing chores. I'm, I'm a homebody. I got my pickup truck, my F-150. I'm loading it up, going to the dump. You know, just doing. I'm, I'm, I'm doing. Were stuff. you on deer watch this morning in the, in the backyard? Because I was. I had eight come through the backyard. Eight. I got, eight. A, I got a family living in my side yard. Yeah. Every time I see him, I think about you. I'm like, I wonder if Darty's looking at deers right now. Yeah, too. my my. I don't know why I keep pluralizing that. Word I know, again. I know, I know, I know, I know. What's a pack of deer? A herd. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, you know, like, but twice I put S on the end of deer. Yeah, I know. Well, you went to Virginia Tech. You get out of my studio. I'll see you next week. <laughs>